0: Welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined, as always, by Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.na. .na. Surely that must be the Niagara Falls. No. That is not a country. But that might have its own domain name. No, it hasn't. Uh, Nigeria. No. Ooh. Nicaragua. No. Oh, come on, brother. I'm struggling Where well, do you give up? Give me a clue Well, it begins with A and the second oh, letter Oh, it begins with A? It be... So it begins with N Right And the second letter is A Right And the third letter is B No, right, it's bloody Nairobi uh, No, that's an R Namibia Yes The third letter of Namibia is not a B Nam. nam- oh, no, it's not <laughs> I did well to get that Nabibia did well to get that you lie you did <laughs> a false clue <laughs> spelling's never been my strong uh, it's really not my strong suit mm. that's from uh, that, that John song yeah go on uh, look on uh, the con yes <laughs> that famous song about that big con yeah it's not really not my strong suit he does he does indeed I like that Maybe, like I like that, that. maybe not but. Maybe not in that particular uh, Notation or, metal yeah. or But it's, he says those He, he right. definitely says something about it. It's not as strong yeah, he, That's what he says um, I do like the joke Where we call Lacan Lacan oh, I like it And I, I think we should keep Using it approximately Every 15th episode Just batter it into the ground Yeah um, If we sound closer, If we sound uh, Less Technically challenged It is because We are Together, we are back together. We are back together. We are in, uh, in a garage area. I am sat technically, I'm outside the garage. You are outside. The Sam garage. is inside the, garage. Inside, the garage, inside the garage, as is his legal right. As is my boiler, which you might be able to hear in the background. Yeah, so you may hear a few birds banging away. The boiler's just ticked on, which is fantastic. Yes. Any, shower any th- the shower is in use. Any other thing oh, on the Komodo Mayo? Podcast Mark records it under his stairs, and his boiler he's had a noisy boiler mm. and somebody's written a have you heard the song someone's written in because he's haven't. got he's got a noisy boiler mm. no it's, it's yes, crazy. no <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's do a bit of housekeeping shall we yes uh I am going to have a quick squiz uh we talked if people could talked about if people could put reviews down we did, and we've had an oh actually. I on the last episode uh, put forward the idea of abandoning the domain name game oh yes Uh, however there was a suitable uproar online and therefore it continues on the uproar was just enough to keep it going just enough three yep what a roar the roar went (laughs) up oh man it was major so I was pleased thank you for those you know those people who got in touch to keep the game going it is a fantastic game we love it Turns out the masses love it. Well, the, you say the masses. Yes. Should we split, divide this down into the percentage of the world's population? It would be it's low. A, it's a small number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we did ask for reviews, um, as other podcasts do. We decided that we should really start pushing that. i uh, got a lovely, lovely one in from Pizung. Um, Pizung, hello. We suspect that we... Hello may... and welcome. Yeah, hello and welcome, Pizung. <laughs> we, we may have already had many a discourse. Uh, This review is called They Win in the Long Run Five Golden Stars Nice In the brothers' capable stewardship The Chili's bass turns into voice Rhythm into discourse And melody itself into conversation These are the songs of the Chili Peppers Turned four-dimensional Wow Oh And this is Bollocks Talking Of the highest order Yes I think that sums Perfectly sums up the podcast Five stars Five stars and um, a nice little little note about the way we turn things four-dimensional. A nod, if you will. Yeah. And then, of course, the f- acknowledgement that it is all a load of bollocks. Well, it is to a certain extent. Now, today we are going back in time. Sam, would you care to join me in the time machine noise? Oh, my God. The year people that we are going back to is the year of 1987 the earliest yes. that we have ever delved back goodness we me are, we are deep we are I, I won't say that in case children are listening about just how deep we are i was going to use an analogy there a common analogy for depth Oof, no 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 <laughs> it's not a common analogy for depth uh, and no it's not suitable for <laughs> not suitable for this for particular the, well we right. might we, we're bound to swear later aren't we yeah uh, maybe don't say balls deep no i won't i never would We are going back to Oomph. We are going back to the Uplift Mofo party plan. And uh, we have yet to talk about this era. We have enlisted the help of a local man. We have. A Mace, Andy Mason, who was a big fan of the Chilis, certainly before we were. Yes. He's got some memories from the year of 1990, which is obviously after um, Oomph came out. 1987. Yeah. Uh, But... He talks of that era, listening to Mother's Milk, as that was coming out, then delving back a few years into the rest of the band's catalogue, and especially uh, the Uplift Mofo party plan. Yes. And it's just a flavour that we can't provide, because I wasn't, I wasn't on the streets listening to Chilis in 1990. I don't know if you were. I, I was on the streets? Yes. But I wasn't listening to the Chilis. The Mean Streets of Southampton. In 1990, I was listening to... I'm not even sure I'd really listen to music regularly or had any, you know, I was only uh, nine. Nine? Yes. Wow. (laughs) 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 He's confirmed it, people. He was nine. You look chilly, is it because we're sat outside? No, no, I've just put my arms in. Sure. Um, Yeah, so I, I was just probably just playing with my toys. Yeah, what toys would they have been? Still Transformers at Pop the time? Pop-Up Pirate, I had. I remember You weren't playing Pop-Up Pirate when you were nine, surely. Surely you went to, You had the Scorponok, didn't you? Scorponok. Oh, there's the first Cuckoo of the day! <laughs> hello, hello, um, hello! I don't know, I might have been playing Pop-Up Pirate every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to believe that any nine-year-old is still playing Pop-Up Pirate. I had Pop Don't, don't Break the Ice. Did you? Yeah, that was a game where you had to cram... You had a blue stand, you had to fill it with the ice blocks and then knock out the blocks without them all falling out I lived in the same house anyone there's bound to be people who played Don't Break the Ice and in fact I'm pretty sure in Scar Tissue there's a picture of the swan playing Don't Break the Ice is there? I think so well I've got my copy of Scar Tissue next to me go get it you find if you can find a picture of the Swan playing don't break the ice. I will be staggered. Well, it's just a, a memory I have. I don't know whether it's accurate. <laughs> of course, it won't be accurate. Right, you're going to have to do some golden content. Why are these are these pages are sticky, Ben? <laughs> 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 the Swan excites me greatly. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just talk a little bit. There, about there, there, there. <laughs> I just found it straight away. Is that don't break the ice? That's don't break the ice, man. I have that. No, okay, fair enough. I'll give him this. Does he say it's called Don't Break the Ice? It's the first picture of the swan in scar tissue, wearing a shirt that I wish I still had. It probably came from my faraway dad. Nice there from the swan. It seemed to be honing and sharpening my strategic powers over a game of Don't Break the Ice. There you go, you see? (laughs) Approximately 1971. I I apologise. So when I was nine, I was playing Don't Break the Ice and Pop-Up Pirate. Did you realise that you were... A co- in a cohort with the swan Well I didn't And even when I mentioned it then I didn't I, I, it was, You know just, I, It wasn't a sieg into scar tissue but No it and I do not see you sieg into anything it turned, it turned out that it was <laughs> Slash segue Yeah <laughs> of people will think That you don't know that it's segue I know I do But it's been proven yeah. Pete Moore says that it's fine Well Pete Moore gave us the um, The derivation of why yeah. you say words Like sieg Pete Moore's segway. a very clever man Very wise man Very wise man so we're going to talk about the Uplift Mofo Party Plan, an era we haven't talked about, and certainly uh, with two band members that we haven't talked about in in depth, in depth, or p- conceivably at all. Um, the key one, well, they're both key, of course: Jack Irons and Hillel Slovak. What? There's, what? I think there's, a, there's bird. a bird. There's a bird, <laughs> there's a bird walking across there's the it, top of the garage. There's a bird on the roof. I'll I'll just have a mouthful of bird. A bird on a wire. Oh, Leonard Cohen. Okay, who starred in the film Bird on a Wire? Whoopi. And Mel? Yes. Great stuff. Gave him the thumbs up. Yeah, got the thumbs up there. So. While I was playing Pop-Up Pirate, I was watching Bird on a Wire on on Whoopi. And other Mel Gibson and Whoopi Goldberg films. Well, another Whoopi from that era is Jumping Jack Flash. it's it's not Whoopi. It's Goldie Horn. It's Goldie. It's Goldie, it's Goldie. It's Goldie. It's Goldie Horn. Did, you say, it? Did you say? I said Whoopi. Right, no, it's Goldie. Uh, Wh- Whoopi is in. Whoopi is definitely in Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, that's. I think the first film that I saw when I got together. Damn with it! The but it was, was. It again. was Gibson. It was definitely Gibson. Well, fine. it was definitely um, Goldie. Go, uh, it was definitely Horn. It was Horn. It's a Horn and Gibbo joint. Yeah, but not Goldberg. N- not Goldberg. Yeah, well, Goldberg was more the likes. I shouldn't. I should have just let it go. I I'd got the points, and then I well oh, we realised we realised we realized. Yeah. but uh, another good film and a, a reasonably early whoopee film is Kiss Shot which I enjoy because it's a film about playing pool not saying nine it. ball pool not seen it so we keep nearly getting there <laughs> yes carry on please. the Uplift Mofo party plan you've got Hillel it's his second well it's notable 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 for being the only album where you have the four original members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers the four founding members yeah exactly um Hillel and, and Jack had, when the Shit has got signed, moved on to this. Uh, what is this? Yes. I uh, think thinking more of the Shit as a side band. Jack Sherman had been brought in, Cl- Cliff Martinez had been brought in. Jack is then. Jack, they they sacked Jack. Uh, hang on, is that correct? No, sorry, they have been Jack off and bring in for freaky styling. But it's still Cliff Martinez, hence the fact i oh, Jack Sherman, so I thought you was yeah. talking about Jack Irons. It was confusing. <laughs> 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 Can you refer to them as Sherman and Irons? That would be easier. Certainly. I'm going to call, <laughs> call, call Sherman Yeah. Um, yeah, everyone's called Jack. From here on in, we will refer to all Batman members as just Jack. I was actually talking about Jack Nicholson. Yes. Who got paid an obscene amount of money for Batman '89 because he took a, he took a percentage instead of being played a flat fee. Yes. But, you know, the uplift my favorite party plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, as we said, it's the first album where have got the original band all back together. It's a, it's a watershed moment. Stylistically and uh, orally, it's mm. a different beast from Freaky Styly. It is. It is my favourite of the first three albums. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. It, it's, it to me, is more... Slightly more sophisticated. I prefer the overall sound of the album. Mm. I prefer that slightly bigger production. Yeah, I mean... It we're, embraces we're... more music styles. It, it does, it does. It's a more mature approach by the band. Only just, I'd say. Well, yes, I mean, how mature can you be if one of your songs is uh, about parching on somebody's uh, per se? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Actually, in preparation for this, I've spent the last week listening to the album... I like it, it's a good album It's not one that I'm going to put on ahead of other albums in the band's back catalogue sure. I'm not going to lie to you Well, would I lie? Could I lie? I should have lied Yeah, I could have lied <laughs> I would have lied <laughs> yeah. um, Could have been, should have been, would have been lied mm. If you didn't get the message going to your spine Oh, we freestyle rapping again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not a pair, I'm no, not <laughs> a bear. <laughs> That's for much later <laughs> Um, Yeah, no, it's it's not my favourite Chili's album by any stretch of the imagination. And I I can imagine that everyone listening to this could have probably guessed that by the fact that we're 50 episodes in and we're 49 episodes in. 49 episodes in and we're only just talking about it and we keep uh, trying to talk about films instead of the actual album. Listen, it's my favourite of the first three as well. Yes. Again, I will echo what you've said. I don't put this on as regularly as I put on other Chili's albums, but when I do listen to it, i do enjoy it yes i think that's i think that's fair i think that's a fair summary of where we are yes right should we talk a little bit about Mace's memories oh, i'd love to so i reached out to Mace, andy mason local man of hythe yes a holbury a holbury uh, resident well no an alum of holbury mm. but now lives in hyde i believe oh christ really i've i've been placing him in holbury have you that's... Uh, Only mentally, so it's not no, too bad. fine. you haven't been taking and him in. to Holbury. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dropping him, up, him off in Holbury. so he a walk to hide. <laughs> okay, cause, so he sent in some stuff. I won't, and, and very, very generous with his time. So thank you, Andy, for that. I'll cover bits and pieces about what he said, much like we do with Jojo's drum notes. We yes, don't religiously indeed. read those. No. We pick and choose. PNC. The photo of the band on the back cover intrigued me. The tie-dye T-shirts did not fit the metal heads I had in mind from Mother's Milk. It was pre-internet, 1990, so actually seeing a picture of the band was pretty difficult unless you bought Krang or Metal Hammer. I always thought it was odd that Jack Irons looked like he was in a separate photo stuck behind Hillel's shoulder. Surely they could have got a proper whole band photo for the back cover. I think having looked at the pictures he sent over... I've very, looked at the pictures. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's a whole band picture. Yeah, it is. It's just that Jack is... They've just... It's just so, to the side. Yeah, he's just stood to the side, so they've put a... An extended circle. The wiser move would have been for the, phot- for the photographer to say, can you-, you all stand together so that I can put you in a circle and it will fit in with what we're trying to do with the... Because yeah. it's very circular-based it album is. design. Yeah, But it's an interesting point about being a fan of a band in those days. Um, and I think I've touched on this before. I've always felt as if you know my favourite bands, whoever it might be, don't actually exist other than the music they release. You know, they're, they're not actually alive on this planet with us. And in those days, it was very much like that. A lot more distance. A lot more distance. Because now we're seeing day in, day out, Flea's thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sp- certainly early doors with Flea Mail, it, it, prior to social media, yeah. all that kind of thing, Flea was very much on the, uh, an early adoption. Yeah, adopter, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, and we, we looked at the reaction of the some of the Japanese fans on the... Uh, Roadworks tour, yeah, and that sort of fanatical response to actually seeing them, hmm. and that's a little bit less understandable now because, of course, you know you can you can keep tabs on them a lot easier. But in those days, like if you went actually to see them playing, you were on the front row, and they walked out in front of you. Right. I can imagine that that was a perfectly natural way to respond, and you didn't see because these people who only exist in your bedroom, coming out of the stereo, are suddenly in front of you, or maybe as a poster. On the yeah. wall, for example, I had a big Kylie Oak poster that I used to kiss goodnight to everyone. Yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're audio. That happened. They're, they're, they're visual, but they're not physically in your world. No. I mean, they're not physically in our world now, but you do hear a lot more from them. Yes, true. So Andy says, they look like complete freaks to me, unique. I loved it, that, uh, I loved it and wanted to be like that in my band. Most albums are seen to that instead of this crazy cartoon artwork. They were like serious musician covers. You think of like pictures of Metallica from, from that era. Yeah. And they are spotty youths, but they're trying to look dead serious. Yeah, yeah. It says there's a breath of fresh air. The Uplift Mofo Party Plan was the first and only album with the original lineup. In my mind, you can tell that the stars aligned for this one, for this one and every track is a complete belter. Probably my favourite RHCP album. Now that is high praise indeed from Amos. That is high praise indeed. And we've got a little bit of info for each song as we go through. We've of course got our J.J. <clears throat> Sorry, Jack Johnson drum notes. Yes, indeed. And we've yeah. also got a little bit of input sure. from our man the condenser, Max Feinstein. Yes, good old Max. So, this is from a little while ago. Uh full disclosure, because uh Max did us a little video and sent it over about sorts of up with Mofo party plan. Yes, in, a very enjoyable video. And yeah. a video that my wife found particularly Shocking, because it was proof that people actually were interacting with the podcast. <laughs> yes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Shocking. She, she was shocked into submission. Shocked. Well, not into submission. Not submission. No. no, no. no. She didn't submit. She didn't <laughs> submit. So, um uh, The Condenser, of course, because that is uh, the name which Yes, get, that's his podcast them. nickname. It talks about AK being a fascinating singer. Says he's a great hype man. And throughout the lyrics of this... He is doing great hype man work. He's building up the band. He's shouting yeah. out to people. Yeah. He's signalling to Hillel. He's, he's fulfilling that His early energy is, is unbelievable. Yeah. He fulfills that early promise that he made to be the James Brown of the 1980s. Um, and I watched, and he did say that, and I watched the it, 2012 um, Hall of Fame when they were mm. um, accepted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I met Anthony... Tells that story about wanting to be the James Brown of the 1980s, and behind it's quite cute. Behind him, you can tell that Felice heard the story a million times because he mouths that part along with him. It's uh, it's cute. Well, that's gonna happen if you've you know been hanging out for many many years, Hang out with the swan for that long. Uh, interestingly, uh, the condenser splits up the album into roughly three types of song, so he says there's more. The down tempo chant songs, yes, like Flab. Well, this is what I've spoken about, isn't it? That that the, the chanty nature of, of some of the songs is is definitely a, char- a, a key characteristic. It is. So into that category, four songs like Flab, Flab, uh, Backwards, uh, Walking Down the Road, Yeah, Stompy songs, Funky Crime, Party in Your Pussy. Of course, that, they, the band had to change that to a special secret song inside they did. in order to get the thing released. Well, this was the 80s. Well, it was. Very much so the 80s. It was 87. So, it was September You can't go talking about pussy. And phonetic songs. So you've got the likes of Love Trilogy, which goes through a number of genres, but certainly there's, there's a hell of a bit of there's like frenetic speed metal in yes, there on yeah, Love yeah, Trilogy. That's right. and I believe Love Trilogy is um, Dan Bogotian's favourite chilli song. That, is, that was his claim. Well, that's a claim I can neither confirm nor deny. Well, we spoke to him and you were there. I was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> frenetic songs, Love Trilogy, No Chump Love Sucker, and, and certainly Skinny Sweaty Man. Oh, that's frenetic. That is frenetic. I mean, what F. is. If you had to name another frenetic Chili song um, that I'm now thinking about. Uh, 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 uh. Right on time? No. What they're they're red hot. That's not frenetic. What do you mean? Well. Break, break down what it says. What are you singing? <laughs> they Red <Hot. laughs> Hat. So? It's phonetic. Yeah, okay, fair enough, it's phonetic. Okay, thank it's, God. It's phonetic. Let's um, move on to, shall we, talking about songs. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about Hillel and his his setup. Right, fine. Go. you are going on, aren't you? So that won't surprise you much, given the, uh, there was a, a young man in the wings here at the moment, what deeply loving the music that Chili Peppers were making, young John Frusciante, and seeing, yes, right seeing the guitar stamps that he uses, he was heavily influenced by Hillel. So this this isn't going to surprise you. Um, Hillel's amp was a, a Marshall super bass head, and he's running that through a hand-painted st- hand painted straight front four By 12 Cabinet. And I will thank Premier Guitar for this information. Oh right, excellent. He was using Marshall's. He was using... Um, Less Pauls as well. He was, he was a bit more Less Paul heavy in his mm. usage than, than John was to be moving forward. Yeah. But we're not, what we're not going to do here is keep talking about John. We're here to talk about Halal. Yeah, for goodness sake. Um, so that's a lovely sound, the old Strat the Marshall or Les Paul through the Marshall. Um, he used a few pedals, not a, not a huge amount. He had a Univox Superfuzz, a, a classic Dunlop Crybaby wah. Wow. Um, an MXR Distortion. A Boss CE2 Chorus. And I think we've got a little bit more information over here. A Boss OD-1 Overdrive as well. Uh, the MXR distortion was a M104. Hmm. So this is this is a deep dive. These are letters and numbers. <laughs> These certainly are letters and numbers. So I'll, I'll put a time timecode where you can skip to if you don't want to hear me talking about letters and numbers. He used... Uh, yeah, it's tens. T- t- his guitar string two tr- hours ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a brutal burn! What a brutal burn! He, he usually strung his guitars with tens, which is the gauge that I use when I'm playing uh, when I'm playing electric guitar. In that case, it's the gauge I use because I only ever play your guitar. Absolutely. So we both we both use tens, me and Sam. And he used uh, Dunlop picks. Oh, good choice. Yeah, not the. Well, we'll say no more about that. <laughs> So there's Hillel's set up in a nutshell. Yes. Um, I do want to do the Austin Powers joke there every time I say that, but I, but I won't do it. No, don't. And we are going to move on to talking about the tunes, shall we? Yes. We're opening up with Flab. Open up with Flab for like a brave, which is uh, it's a big boy, isn't it? It's a it's a big opener. It's a it's a, it's a big old bear. It's a it's a big bear. <laughs> uh, what was his name? T- Timothy Treadwell. Timothy Treadwell stared Timothy. into the abyss
1: ghost ghost spirit spirit
0: <laughs> if you haven't watched um grizzly man do um, starring timothy dreadwell and directed narrated by, by um werner herzog Werner, then check it out it's, it's a is really good film yeah, it is. Really yeah, good it's film. heartbreaking yeah uh, but we are talking about the red hot chili peppers <laughs> here and <laughs> fight like a brave so here we go Okay, screaming out a fight like a brave there at big earphone volumes. maximum, <laughs> maximum volume. The maximum volume that I could achieve in this particular position sat outside with my phone.: Yes. T- I'll tell you what if you sit outside in uh, the beginning of April. In England. It's cold. It's pretty, bloody really cold. Yeah. It's cold. Even sat in the garage, as I am. It's very well, cold. That's because you you're got only, only about two metres away from it the outside. It's, it's probably a comparable temperature. You're shrinking down in front of my eyes. Yeah. Um, let's just mention the fact that we are listening to the remastered version. We are, unlike Emace. we don't have this on vinyl. No. And even if we did, it would just little good. As discussed previously. Yes. Yeah, see previous episodes. Um, I did. I did go through a, a, a period of about four weeks of heavily researching, getting uh, a record player and a you know a, a rig. Uh, luckily, I didn't, uh, but I was going to. It is pretty expensive. It's an expensive hobby. Yeah, yeah, it is. You need a lot of shit. Yes. Although we did say, at um, if you are going to buy records, buy from Black Star Records. Oh, do I mean I've nothing. Livington. Yeah, I've got nothing against. And by Livington, I mean Lindhurst. Uh, yes. I think it's great, but I just personally couldn't quite. Uh well, you've got no records. I've got no records. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's only <laughs> it. I have got one record. I've got Pearl Jam unplugged. Yes, yes, I know you have. <laughs> yeah. I keep it under the TV unit. You do. So, yeah, we're listening to the remastered versions. So, to all those original aficionados with the vinyl or the cassettes from the time, apologies. We, uh, we weren't there. We weren't in 87. I myself was only 10. Well, you I was, were there. I, I, no, I wasn't there. You were. Well, where? Where well, wherever you were. Well, there. You can't say there. There is a, 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 a place in the physical world. Yeah, well, that's where you I'm were. I'm talking about a, a non... I'm talking about a, a, a place oh, in you're time. To, oh, you're talking about being there in terms of owning a vinyl. No, I'm, being, I, I'm, I'm talking about being there in time. Right. You can see what I'm doing with my hands, can't you? Yes. am making an egg shake. It's very clear. I don't know why that's Very clear. What that means. It's clear it out. Did you know, quickly, that this in... You like Sublime. I do, yeah. It, there's a song by Sublime called All You Need from their... I think it's probably their first album, Robin the Hood. Right. Well, if it's from Robin the Hood, that's fine. Yes. <laughs> i don't think that's the first album but okay well i'm not a sublime fan no but i do know that robin the hood was done on a four-track recorder so i assume it's early yeah, on you're I putting case. me on the spot yeah? i certainly am well apparently in on, all all you need yes from, is, taken from the album robin the hood yes it, which was done on a four-track recorder mm. is a line that said, taken from fight like a Brave. Mm. that's all i've got to say about that fine Anyway, we'll I on. like Sublime. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Sublime a lot. You don't know enough about Sublime. But uh, you know, let's just move on. Fine. I, I, I love uh, Robin Hood. Is not by any stretch of the imagination some of my favourites. Gwen series. Stefani's on it. Yeah, there I, there is some great songs on. And Robin there's Hood. the Chili's connection, but it is a mishmash. Robin Hood, sure. But um, I love Pool Shark, which is a song on from, from taken from that particular record, and it's a great song. That particular, that particular vinyl <laughs> chessboard, or whatever. <laughs> very, whatever. Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> very let's clever stop pun. talking about this. Very clever part of Robin Hood. I think it's uh, Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Rob in Hood. Yeah, well, we all know what Robin Hood stands for, and we also know that there's a certain amount of robbery that takes place in the hood. Exactly. But do they give to the poor? Not normally. They normally... Well, anyway, let's move forward. We yeah. don't know what goes on in the what hood. We what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done for a couple of minutes now. We apologize. <laughs> Certainly Let's was, move on. Let's actually I just, move on. I just do want to clarify something. <laughs> All right. I've never been in the hood. Have you ever been in the hood? Well, it also, it might not be a pun. It might be an album about a, a man called Rob. Mm. Rob, yeah. <laughs> Rob in the hood. All right, we should have yeah, moved no, on. No, no, we no, should we have moved on. We are moving on now. So, Fight Like a Brave. Yes. What a way to start a tune. Let's give you Amos' thoughts, and you can give me JJ, our our drum ambassador in the North East. So, Amos. And they they both make the same point here. Fight Like a Brave, classic drumstick one, two, three, four count. An amazing rock song. After hearing the heaviness of Mother's Milk, I thought this sounded vibrant and young. Oddly, Mm. it's a pretty heavy song lyrically about the heroin addiction and being brave enough to escape it. Um, took, took Swan a long time to do as we know and in fact in the preparation for recording this album he was kicked out of the band yes. and went and stayed with his mum and cleaned up with the Sally Army He probably had a game of Don't Break the Ice while he was there <laughs> he probably did <laughs> and then a quick end of operation and then straight back to the band Yeah, uh, really good AK, early AK lyrics here yes I, I actually think that um, the Swan's performance in this song is, is fantastic it's full of energy it's full of great lyrics great delivery if you listen closely, there's a lot. There, there are cutaway lyrics. So, he's not doing it all in one take. There's clear points where yeah. he's because it's a very fast delivery, isn't it? Well, it's fast, but I would, you know, I would have thought that at, at that age he could have done it. Well, he can clearly hit. There's some. He such, didn't do it. There's some overlap. He didn't do. He refused to do it specifically after the line where you come from into the line you could be from Park Ave. Yeah. Um, nice, nice that he had to use the word Ave instead of Avenue to make it scan. And we know about scanning from our freestyle rapping days. Of course we do. Christ, it's not easy. Or the line, or a bitchy princess, into, but if you're looking for a fist, there's a clear delineation that it's a different take. Yeah. But I've got no problem with that overall. No, nor have I. Nor have I. He he was a young man. He was full of energy. He was full of... Not enough energy. Belief. Not enough belief. And conviction. Not enough conviction. (laughs) If he was, he'd have done it in one go. Uh, So, moving on. I love you this one. Um... Get your out, blah blah blah. there was a video made for this song "says Amace, which I first saw on the Positive Mental Octopus VHS compilation, which came out in 1990. Yes, just after psychedelic sex funk, loads of amazing videos from 84 to 89. Indeed, Amaze hit us. I mean, with what J- a time it was. Hit us with JJ's drum notes. Explo- well, JJ once again opens up by saying, "Lovely to hear the four stick hit count." I will. I will now third that. I love an album that opens up. It's drenched in that classic 80s snare sound, which it is, and a load of added compression and reverb, which he's not so keen on. I think what we're going to find here is JJ isn't overly keen on. He's not overly keen. If you read these notes through, which we both have, we have. He's not overly keen. However, he's fair. He is fair. Um, He talks about the fact that um, Jack keeps it simple and groovy. He certainly does that. Very basic. Um, at 109, he talks about the nice fill that he does uh, that sort of works with AK's that's delivery. That's a nice little fill. And that is a nice little fill. I listened out for that having read these notes, and I thought to myself, that's a nice little fill. That's what I thought. Little Philip lead work. Little, fi- <laughs> little <laughs> Phil. Little Philip. Back. Back with us once again. But overall, little I mean... Philip, little Philip drum fill. Phil. What, yeah, what can you say, really? It's, there's some decent work. Uh, snare fills are a bit jarring he says because of the compression and reverb i in the second half i didn't in the middle section didn't necessarily feel that actually but my my ear is far less trained than jack's is so one of the things we can notice on this album and one of the things that jack irons didn't mind was using his drums for specific points mm. so for certain fills or for even for certain hits on a, on a specific drum to emphasize that drum by changing the processing that was put on it Changing the effects was part of it. Yeah. To give you different sounds, it sticks out a bit like like a sore thumb at points on this album. Sometimes it works better. Talking about the sort of production overall, it is actually the production of these early albums that kind of ha- always put me off. Not put me off listening to them, um, but it's a harder ha- listen. Having, it is a harder listen, and having come it come to the Chili's from. Very much a point of view of listening to One Hot Minute yeah. and Blood Sugar, yeah. and then going back to Mother's Milk. Now, Mother's Milk was even was a, was a bit of a stretch. The same compared producers, to those two. Yeah, and 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 very much a product of its time. Yeah, more so than even just a few years later, Blood Sugar. I mean, what what a difference! Well just the three albums you've mentioned: Mother's Milk, uh, Blood Sugar, and One Hot Minute the sounds of those albums are so just unbelievable uh, strikingly different but there's less than 10 years between this and One Hot Minute yeah and it's just it's just an unbelievable progression of 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 the sound and production of the band and so these, these this this and you know the first two are a little bit Very much a different sound In terms of the overall production And that is all I'm going to say on the matter Well I I think that This was the turning point for me Jack's not a big fan of the 80s production sound No And I'm not a a fan of the production sound Of the first two albums per se was It it was uh, was my lovely friend Who I'll get to later on But I don't mind The the bigger reverb drum sound. At no, all. no, I don't. I I don't mind that I actually quite like it because that was the rock sa- the, that was the rock drum sound so it takes you back that to, I grew up with. Yeah, you are you are very much a child of the eighties. Oh well, yes. I was born in seventy seven. So by the time this came out, you were ten. I was ten, and I was thinking, this drum sound. <laughs> 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 this reverb-y drum sound, man. Mummy, mummy. Mummy, So yes, I, <laughs> I shut it down and said, Mater, Peter. Right, <laughs> Ru- please rush up and listen to the reverb on this drum. <laughs> I think this drummer doesn't mind just having an extra bit of reverb on one drum or even one stroke oh, of a great. particular drum. So you went all posh as well? I did, I did. I started calling mum. Hey, uh, and then Peter. went posh. Oh, hello, what's that ring? does the that mean? Any chance you can know. put your phone on silent? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know how to. Surely you know how to put <laughs> your phone on silent. <laughs> I do. It's, I've done it. Oh. Yeah, done it. So yeah, you do have that different drum sound. This is a big sound. This is a statement about what the album's going to be about, as far as I'm concerned. First twenty seconds, you're in. You've had that big. What I love about this is the just for that first hit, just that first A string that is struck. Hillel isn't playing on that. It's just the drums. And flea playing that first note, yeah, and then it comes in with Hillel, with that big, big distorted sound. Oh man, I mean, that sounds great. Heavy. That's a heavy guitar sound. Sounds great. Live, he was playing Les Paul, so I I suspect like in the studio he played the Les Paul. Mm. So that's a humbucking guitar. So you get a thicker a thicker sound than when you're playing the Strat. It's a big statement piece. Then you get that big rah coming you do. in. This song is powerful, in it's in the way they do the single word or single line backing singing. Yes. Every time they do that, it's so so tight. And this is Chanty. We're putting this yeah, in the Chanty, Chanty section. Yeah, this is Chanty camp. We? Yeah, it is Chanty. I mean, and, and actually, one of the interesting things when you listen to an album like this, and compare it to future albums, there's there's like there's no backing singing as we would you know no. as we would now know it. No, uh, we're gonna have to invoke the name if we're gonna talk about backing. singing. Well, know we can't. We're not allowed <laughs> to. Um, But so so it was a completely different kettle of fish it was it, it certainly was what you've got here is it's a much more this is the Chili's at their most strident maybe yeah the most out there I think so, somewhere when I was I was reading a, a bit of background stuff about it it was described as their most macho chest beating album yeah and, and it, I guess this is the, this is at them as as they were meant to be at that time raw energy uh, uh, oh the, certainly yeah yeah I think there's a lot of raw energy live. They're young men, oh, and right. a lot of that does come across. I think on the, on this album, the Swan is in great voice. I love the way that he, when he says "not here to box," oh says, yeah, box. Yeah, he really he really is not digs it, he into. is not there to box, and he wants to make that quite clear. Oh, what? Yeah, that's great. I just I, actually I just think he sounds fantastic on this song. He does. And, and it's, not a, it's, an, it's not an album I would necessarily point to if I was going to point someone in the direction of listening to Premium Swan, but the reality is that if you want to listen to a, an untamed Anthony Kiedis, this is a good place to start. He's very, very untamed here. Yeah. I mean, he he roars like a tiger at the start. So. He does. And later on he makes cat noises. Which I have no problem with. No, but, again, wildlife. Do you, yeah, <laughs> do you want to quickly make a cat noise? We've done it before. But I no, we'll is. do it when we get there because I've made a note. All right. Well, can makes... I just do a quick one? Sure.
1: Meow.
0: Mm, that was nice. It's quite gentle. It was. It was. But I, I d- might be a big cat later. Yeah, well, you will be. What you read later is cat from oh, Red God. Dwarf. I mean, earlier on, I do just want to make a point, and this is completely off topic. Uh, Chocolate oranges are available from Rawlins. No, since. we went out for a walk the other day and we, we saw the biggest domestic cat. That I've ever seen. Garfield size? It was two foot tall. Wow, what is that? Um, stood on all fours or rearing no, up? No, no, just on, on all fours. Wow. It was massive. How do you know it was a domestic cat? Right, it was a cat. <laughs> Where was it? On the road. So How it might th- have been a road cat. <laughs> 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 you, can't, you can't guarantee that's a domestic cat. But it was huge. Did you we, measure it? Did you we, put two shoes on it? I don't it? go near it. We took a wide berth. It was, it was massive. That's what I do with cows in the New Forest when I go for walks. Yeah, it was almost as big as a cat. A small cow. A very small cow. (laughs) Two foot (laughs) high cow. Yeah. A cat sized cow. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm saying is we saw a cat that was marginally bigger than your average cat. cat, That's a great story. (laughs) That was, but a lot smaller than your average cat. A lot, yeah. The intro here, because it's a big line, he's playing. He's playing like an open A string and just moving up and down between two notes. Mm. But that open A string is what gives it its it's heaviness and it's oomph. Yeah. Always, playing open strings always helps. and It's always going to beef it up. During the intro, it's very clean, there's no fills. As soon as it goes into the swan coming in, you get that riff, and then you get a... You get a fill. And that fill is coming in. I have to say, there's some lovely fills in this one. Yeah, there is. There's some really good fills. That fill is coming in. Traditionally, I think, you would put that fill on the second and fourth of the of the structure of the song mm. so you play it once without a fill play it with a fill play it then th- another time without a fill and then guess what Play it the fourth time <laughs> with, with a the fill, fill. <laughs> so you'll alternate between no fill and fill yeah but he starts with the fill yeah so well it's it's and it gets me every time well good i think that's probably why i did it mm. to get me to get the, i'll get this guy i'll get this podcast get guy listener. yeah i'll get this podcast guy 25 years down the line it probably longer than that. Double stops as well. This album is littered with double stops, GTP. We've talked about this before. A double stop is where you're playing two notes at the same time. Yes. A lot of solos. I'm sorry, am I, am I boring here? <laughs> That's all right. I was just having a yawn. <laughs> I didn't yawn. I didn't yawn. I just had he a st- sharp of a breath. stifled <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, double stops, where you're playing two notes at a time. There's a lot of this throughout the album. On the solos, there's a lot of this. Mm. And throughout the, the rhythm playing, there's a lot of this. You know, and that's all I've got to say about Double Stops. <laughs> Good. Well, what do you make of the solo in this song? Um, let, me, uh, well, let me go to the part of the song where I've written down solo, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I suspect I, it's double stoppy. It is double stoppy. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Who did it remind you of? Well, I dare not say. Oh, no, but it's not him. No. Oh, oh hey. well, <laughs> In that case, I don't know. The, the solo... <laughs> <laughs> The solo has got a lot of techniques used. It's got palm muting. You tell me who it reminds you uh, of. Early Nuno. Oh, right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I only know four guitarists. It it wasn't (laughs) John, why didn't I just have a stab? (laughs) It didn't remind me of Slash. (laughs) It didn't remind me of Peter (laughs) Buck. So it had to be, Nuno. Yeah, shit. A lot of palm muting here. A lot of double stops. A lot of big bends. A lot of repeating patterns as well in the solo. So mm. he's, he's taking one idea and then doing it two or three times. As a solo, I think it's tremendously effective. Mm. And you listen to it with your headphones on or even without your headphones on. Um, and uh, let's, let's reinforce they need to be a good or a decent quality pair of headphones. Well, they do, of course. And I think, I th- I'd like to think that anyone listening to this who is seasoned... Mm salt uh, and you pepper know, won't be yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah won't be doing anything other than that we've, we've drilled this into you yeah we certainly let's, have let's listen to it on a good I've, I've, even, I've made the pledge if you you know I'm not going to make it now just what's in the case. pledge well the pledge is that I will send out decent headphones yeah, but I'm not, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not going to... back, I'm back not, down. No, I'm not going to, you know, I want to make it quite clear that that is not a pledge. No, <laughs> despite what you just said. Right, or, I will do it, but the definition of a decent quality pair of headphones is pretty loose it when, it, when it comes to sending them out. Yeah, in fact, you probably won't. No, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the solo, he's, du- he's it sounds like he's double-tracked it, or, more likely, they've just delayed... Because it sounds like there's two guitars playing, yes. slightly panned over the ears. Yeah. So either double tracked, it, but it's so so tight. Yeah. That to play it that well twice. that would Well, you always say good. this, but then you you know I know I deliver vocals like that, and I shocked you. Yeah, you do. And I've doubled, when I double track stuff, and I'm recording it. Mm. I shock myself. Good. Because <laughs> it is doable. It's doable. But to get so it it, honestly to get it this tight with those bends that he's doing. So what do you what do you say? What, what's been done it? It's either double tracked it, yeah. or they've taken the same take and, and delayed run it, slightly. and just yeah, slightly backed it off. Yeah, I'd say that's more likely. But it's a it's a really really good guitar solo. A lot it of is. techniques, yeah, are, it's, it's fantastic. And it's not, you know, it's not insanely difficult. And so for a, not for a beginner guitarist, but for somebody who's who's wanting to start learning solos, it's it's these repeating patterns in solos that yeah, make music. It it's it's to the learn. art of the guitar solo more so than you know anything too sherry, but. I've got no problem with that. No, nor have I. And I think, well, I know, it reminded me of Nuno. Quite a lot of this stuff that we're going to hit remind, <laughs> reminds me a bit of extreme. Early Nuno. Yeah. And even later Nuno. We're going to get somewhere where I think it sounds like waiting for the punchline. Mid Nuno? Well, yeah. Uh, well, given that they're still going, it'll be early to mid Nuno. Well, yeah, because well, you know, they're still going. so Yeah. So we Christ, have to. It's a long it's a long. But time. they were about in 87. Oh, I think this was 87 was probably their first album well we've spoken about this before of course Extreme got trapped the Chillies broke free exactly hmm. and Queen wanted to break free but they did they yes <laughs> oh, good so anything else to say about Fight well I've got I've certainly got stuff to say when it, yeah interesting stuff when you hit the choruses uh, on, the, uh, on the verses the fills and the main guitar are all, all, all of a piece yeah. once you get the choruses they step up I think I step up a tone. Um, So it's B-based. It's rooted in B, the chorus. Well, the first two choruses, that three are B-based. And the fills then are separated out slightly. So the main guitar is slightly right, doing that kind of still that same main riff, which is basically the same. And the fills are slightly left. The fills are slightly tamed on the distortion front. I'll go with that. An interesting choice. I'm sure you'll agree. Oh, Christ. Yeah. The, The break. After the first chorus, and you go into... And it's a big chorus, isn't it? It's that, it's that yeah. really powerful... It lifts it up from... Well, Swans in the verses is fantastic, and going into the choruses, it's great. It's a song that will get you going. I, I think this could go on a compilation of the best of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? How long would that have to be? How many songs <laughs> would it have to up. be on that album? To well, I don't on know the, exactly. Or, or, it, ballpark it. Ballpark it while I, I drink it. some beer. All right, I'll ballpark it. It'll, if be, 50, the, well, if this, it'll be 50 songs No, long. no, if this song... Was to appear on a chronological list of my favourite Chili songs. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be song fifty-five. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but, what was but it's on there. I like it. It's, yeah, on, it's on there, people. people. It's like, it's ahead of it's song just fifty-six. A big, it's a big best of. Well, I like, the thing is, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Chili's, so you know I've got a lot of good, a lot of songs that I like. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. But some of the other songs on this album might be higher or lower or considerably lower <laughs> <laughs> going into verse 2 there's a lovely palm muted little run uh, I think it's a 6 note run 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, six. Yes. yes going into verse 2 it's great stuff great stuff yeah blah blah blah, blah. next verse <laughs> bloody good song <laughs> yeah. let's go to the next one no I've got something else to say okay. I swear to God, God, God I have. you've written so much about this song how do you know I can see it right <laughs> um the last chorus he, sat, you remember you're with yeah, me yeah, now of course not. <laughs> we're not doing this virtually anymore and I, I can't just I can't I, I still can't get over the fact that we haven't got headphones on no. <laughs> can't, can't get over the fact that I can barely hear you <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. on the last chorus they don't change key they stick it they just play the verse riff yeah and don't go higher which is a weird an interesting choice yeah but a slightly again untraditional choice untraditional choice because what you might think you would do is keep the first verses in the same key and then at the end pitch up one for the the last chorus. Yeah. It's a well they you know anti-establishment. Oh the anti-organic beatbox band. I'm going to go into a a sponsor. Organic anti-beatbox band. (laughs) (laughs) Go into the sponsorship, brother. Okay, this is a, a brand new sponsor for this week, I'm, I'm pleased to announce. It's a, a, a beer by 4Pure Brew, Brewing Company, 4Pure Brewing Company, and it's Juicebox, Citrus India Pale Ale. Oh, you are such a citrus fan nowadays. Yeah, so here we go, up to the mouth. That's yeah, all right. Oh god, not another! Is it's this a, the same company that disappointed you on the Blood Orange? No, that was Beavertown. This is not. I mean, this isn't. This is when it says citrus, that is just a, a you know, a, 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 a flavor within the beer. It's not like last week when it was supposed to be a blood orange beer. Let me smell it. But this is. You'll have to hold it, obviously. I can't blow into your beer. Oh no, no you can't. No, no, no. Covid no. We are no. two meters apart. I'd like to make that clear. And Ben is outside. I'm inside. <laughs>
1: I'm think, freezing
0: cold. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, Juice Box by Phil Pure. It's alright. I wouldn't, you know, don't go out your way. Fine, well this is carling by carling. It tastes like it always does. Very frothy and the mouthfeel this is. Uh, I mean, if we do, if we basically, every, I think everyone knows now that I love Punk IPA <sighs> from Brewdog. Is this as nice as Punk IPA? No. Who am I sponsored by today? A dear friend that I've lost for so long. I am once again sponsored by Generic Blue Coolbox. He's back. Listen to the rattle. He's back. He's better than ever. Listen to the rattle and hum. That is Generic Blue Coolbox, who has not appeared on this show for, <laughs> for three months, m- for months or months. more. For months. Great stuff. That's... So, what's, what's next on the uh, agenda? The agenda next is. Oh, we should also quickly say Fight Like a Brave basically about Anthony when he went to see his mum, went to the Sally Army, had, went clean and then wrote then Fight then like- went dirty again. <laughs> <laughs> went dirty again very shortly after. But he wrote Fight Like a Brave Initially about he was that clean period clean. of time. Yeah, yeah. Coming back. Yeah. So thank you, The Swan. Thank you, Anthony. Thank oh. you, The Red Hot Chili Peppers. And we move on to Funky Crime. As we move into colder and colder temperatures, we come out of funky crime. Mm. I think, Sam, we have diametrically opposed views on this song. Would you say they're diametrically opposed or just opposed? I don't know what your view is 100%, so I couldn't say, but I'm not a, a massive fan of funky crime. Well, shall we see what Amace makes of funky crime? Yeah, sure. It would be a, a crime not to. Mm, funky or otherwise. Mm. Cool as fuck. Wow. I'm sure the lyric, Don't You Know Funk's colorblind" is a reference to something George Clinton said when they were recording Freaky Stylie. I yeah, love sure that heavy, is. chunky guitar riff during the funky crime vocal, straight into the light, funky riff of Against the State of Mind. Weird sounding intro. Couldn't agree more. Love the guitar work in this, on, on this tune. Love those heavy heavy, uh, those heavy, heavy parts. What's JJ got to say about it? JJ comes in straight off the bat and says, much better snare sound, which I do agree with, It punches through a lot better, as far as I'm concerned. He says the kick drum is punching you in the head. Wow. Which, you know, hopefully it isn't. Mm. I mean, that would be potentially dangerous. That would be a... That would be a funky crime. It'd be a a reason not to listen to funky crime. (laughs) I'm reporting funky Uh, crime. It's a head which I I think it is. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think it is. Uh, He talks about the fact there's a touch of one hot minute in and around the 1.45 mark. Absolutely, um, yeah, and some interesting uh, fills that come a bit later. So there was that, there was that cool fill. What's the timestamp on that fill? Two ten. Yeah, it really is a good fill. Mm. Triplet fills. Mm. Um, so, and then he says, John Bonham of Led Zeppelin was famous for popularizing the triplet fill in rock music. That is facts from our drum ambassador, and we thank you for that, JJ. Listen, we wouldn't know this shit unless other people told us. John, who would be saying? Well, I know who John Bonham is. Led what? Yeah, exactly. Zeppelin who? Mm. Bonham what? Let's talk about the song Funky Crime then. Yeah, okay. Before before we go into it, can I I ask you if you've ever committed a funky crime? It depends on... Apart from that shit you've just done upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) That was particularly funky, and it was a crime against my pants. (laughs) So yes, I have. Yeah, (laughs) excellent. But but apart from that, that what's your definition of funky and what's your definition of crime? Well crime is something that's illegal. Got it. Uh funky it is more open to interpretation. Mm. Well I do have a, a couple of those keys which are called fun keys, you know the coloured ones. Yes. Yes. And I I beat it up. Uh, so okay, but you've never used those to commit a crime. No, but I did. You've never by goug- definition no, to someone's eyes out with your fun key. No, but in beating up the fun key, the fun key, <laughs> yeah, I committed. A funky crime. Okay, excellent. Let's move on. Uh, I thought that went reasonably well. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was shocked that you, you start started talking about, about funky. <laughs> you started <laughs> gouging people's eyes out. Yeah, with a funky. <laughs> a funky crime. <laughs> okay, no, Let's talk about the song. Okay, funky crime. Sure. Uh, the intro, lovely yeah. intro. Yeah. They're ninth chords that, um, that Hillel is playing there. And that's a very common funk blues chord. Mm. It's easily interchangeable with the 13th chord, which is going to happen later on in, in this album. Across this album, there's a lot of ninth chords played. Sounds great here. Hmm. Yeah. All he's doing there <laughs> yeah. is moving the same chord shape <laughs> up and down the neck. Yes. There's a little, little um, touch of whammy by Wow. Use, but not a lot. Um, in weird phone call. We're, well, we're, that's strange. But well, this is probably my second favorite song with a phone call introduction. Okay. Uh, what's yours? What's your favorite? Uh, I'm gonna have to ask you to say what your favorite is because I can't think of one. Well, is is it "Knocking on Heaven's Door" by Guns N' Roses? That's that's not an introduction. Oh. It's oh, in oh, the it's now during the breakdown. Yeah. 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 Okay. So someone phones Axel up. Yeah. So <laughs> this is my second favorite song that involves a phone, phone call calls. in. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, and on, I only do you, know two. On, so. On.
0: so, what's your preference then? Funky Crime over No on heaven's Knocking door? on Heaven's Door over Funky Crime. Right. So, Funky Crime is your second favourite song. Yes. As we said. Yes. Got it. This has got Talkbox. You it know, has. I'm, a, yes. I'm a very anti-talk Talkbox guy. You are. Um, I don't mind a bit of Talkbox as long as it's responsibly. Exactly, responsibly used, used. and that's what they say. You only have so many units per week of talk box, and please talk box responsibly. Yeah, and do you do you think this is excessive? Yes. No. Incessive. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you were going to say, do you think this is okay? I think it's work. (laughs) I think it works really well. I think it works really well on this song. It's <laughs> good. It's great. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay? God, we're together again, yeah. separated by only two metres, yeah. and we've both gone batshit wow. insane. Uh, it's another... Oh, the bass line is great as well for this song. It's... Yeah. Or I'll it do is. it lower. I'll do it lower to make it sound more better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, it is. It, this is, a, a, like Jack says, it's a head nodder. It's, it's funky you know right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, i actually like it more when i'm listening to it than i do when i'm not listening to it so we're not diametrically opposing because i no, think this is a great joke no and i and i i like i like the instrumental part of it i like musically oh, i like it so good. i just find it like all this funky crime funky crime yeah what do you think of that yeah, so it's good. a bit much isn't it um uh, well, i'm okay with it yeah um I'm I do fact, what I want to do. Like, I get well, I know, it, I, like, I, like, I, like that. I, get, I get it, it's fine. He does what he wants to do, I've got no problem with that. So you don't like the verses and you don't like the chorus? I just—I like, I like nodding along with it, that's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. Um, it's another repeat, Fight Like You're Brave is basically repeated, something repeated over and over again, basically repeated strum. This goes further, it's just one chord done with little fills in. I love these little fills from Hillel. So it's like... Diddle, 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 yeah. Bom, bom. Well, it's great. What we've seen so far is Hillel's more, you know, heavier side. Uh, and now he's coming in with something which obviously it, it went on to influence the man who, said, who shall remain... We remain will not Hillel. invoke his name. Else he might appear. Oh. If he says his name five times. But, um, you know, that kind of thing. That kind of... Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, because that was this... The man who shall not be named was watching Hillel and learning. And he says... He he looked at Hillel learn and just took it off in a in a different direction. Yeah, I think the word he used was sideways. Well, whichever you know, that's that's that, that's what's. That? But this is, this is this is it's, as as someone who is a huge fan of, of both the guitar work and the overall music of the man who shall remain nameless, it's always interesting to go back and listen to Hillel on play guitar because this is where it all began. Yeah, well, not all of it, but. A but lot some of it, it. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> certainly some of it, yeah. So, you know, someone else was doing it first. That's the, that's the important thing. Oh no, loads of people do it first. They always do it first, don't they? Well, There's H- always H- someone. Hillel H- H- was, of course, a huge fan of... Of someone else. Of, of Jimi Hendrix. Yes, yes. Hillel H- 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 was a huge fan of, of rock. He was a huge fan of The Who. Yeah. Man. That's the it thing. He is around for his notes. That well, that's made. the thing with music, isn't it? Like, you, you discover someone and think that you've discovered someone who's inventing someone new. And then you take it, so you take it, someone older than you, intergenerational. Yeah, and and they go, oh yeah, that sounds like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. And I was a fan of Hendrix in the sixties. Well, you? Yeah? No, but that's what they would say. Oh yeah, of course they would. This is why generations and people can be brought together f- through music that they don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily understand otherwise, because it basically everyone's influenced by. Yeah, it's there's, there's nothing new under the sun, is what we say. That's what that's what, that's what we say. I was surprised then when you claimed that you were influenced by Hendrix in the 60s. (laughs) Well, I was. (laughs) I was. The same influence that I refused to be born until the 80s. This is incredible, this stuff from Hillel and Flea here. The guitar tone on the choruses, while Swan is talking about funky crimes. Yes. This line is incredibly dark, incredibly heavy. The guitar and the bass are locked in. Such a love... I don't know how he achieved this tone but it's one of my favourites. And I said we were going to talk about Waiting for the Punchline. Mm. This chorus line... Yeah. Right. This chorus line here, and later on the break in this song, yeah, it's so... The song... It's so that descending part of the song Waiting for the Punchline.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, listeners, if you haven't heard the album Waiting for the Punchline by Extreme, it's a really good album. It is. There's a hidden song in it at the end called Waiting for the Punchline, which has a really long descending solo-ish part like this it's a very similar tone i do not know how to achieve it i know it's achieved when i went for the punchline so it's kind of growly and it because they were playing with their strings detuned from standard e-, e tuning here i don't know how it's done because this is standard e tuning sounds familiar this is as great a guitar line and bass line as we've heard so far in this song but it's one it's one for the ages mm. yeah yeah i mean musically i do like this song as i say but it's just like the like overall... anti-Swan. Well, no, no, it's just the overall package. I just think there's better songs on the album that appeal to me more. So, if you don't know what a talk box is, let's mm. get into... looking well, I do. Equipment chat. Oh, well, I won't tell you then. Oh, good. Is that all I've got to do? Just pretend I do know? And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, well, can you explain to me what a talk box is while I have my mouth the of Well, a talk box is essentially a, 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 a piece of equipment which is plugged into the guitar... And then operated with the mouth, essentially, uh, and played via the mouth. Okay. (laughs) You're not far off. Yeah. You're very close. Uh, Close enough that you won't talk about it anymore? No. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) The The talk box allows the musician to modify the frequency content of the sound. Yes. So they can apply, like, because they're doing it with their mouth. That's what I said. But well, he said it was essentially down with their mouth. So, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing about the talk box, yes. is in my opinion, a, it doesn't sound good most of the time. It does sound good in this song, but b, it makes you look like a bit of a bellend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, the first guitarist that I was ever saw using a talk box was Peter Frampton. Did you? <laughs> You're exactly right. I didn't but see when it. Did you no, see I didn't him. see it, but I heard it. This when you were back in the sixties. Yeah. No, uh, I was first exposed to the talk box through my my listenings of Peter Frampton. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever listened to Peter Frampton? Yeah. Well, how else would I know he used the talk box? Well, I'm, sho- I'm I'm nearly shocked and stunned into into silence by the fact that you even know the name Peter Frampton. Oh well, well there you go. you Well, I finish one off. Can you just do um, go what? on content? Oh sure. Um... This album, uh, The Uplift Mofo Party Plan, was released by the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the year 1987. Lovely. Thanks very Shortly much. Shortly after their... That's it. Previous album? <laughs> <laughs> so, TalkBox, yeah. Not a fan, but it works here. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's talk about the... Well, there's that bridgey part, which is uh, before the break, where... Yeah, I quite like the bridgey section. It, it steps up a key, it changes key. They're playing basically the same thing. Flea's done a nice thing here. Um, instead of just doing all the walk-up bass that he does in the verses. First time he plays a low repeating note. you okay? <laughs> Sorry, I was having a gas attack. Yeah. <laughs> Second time he does the walking up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then, oh, yeah. Third
0: time. <laughs> yeah. Fourth time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so that's nice. Have a listen to that. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. As Mace has sort of alluded to, he, he really likes this song. There's a lot to like. I can you know, I'm, as we talk about it, I, it's growing on me. Are you it's, right. Yeah, yeah, just having a gas attack. <laughs> um, I think JJ brought up here that there's quite a one-hot-minute vibe at points in this song. Certainly in the break here, it's very one-hot-minute. Yeah, it's, yeah. It reminds me of, of the beginning of Walkabout, possibly. Yes, yes. Um, and, of course, Navarro. I think this is a, an album that Navarro, in my opinion, gravitated towards mm. when he joined the band because look at what they were playing live. They were playing organic anti beatbox band or anti organic beatbox band, depending <laughs> yeah. on how you want to. Yeah. You know what order you want to say the words. Well, it, they're interchangeable. Yeah, we, you know we get the message. He played backwards, didn't he? Yes. He yeah, played... which is you know we're going to come on to, but yeah. I do like a lot. Yeah. I like it, man. This solo though is awesome. This is as funky as anything the Chili's have ever done. This breakdown, yeah, I yeah. think it's so locked in. What a tone. It's just breaking up, but it's still sounding smooth. Staccato playing. The talk box is going in the background, and I actually quite like it. At the two-minute two minute mark, the bass and guitar split. Flea plays a quick little low lick. Hillel does a slide down, just breaks up the fact that we're locked in. Then they get back in together. 205, as they go for that walking up and down bit. Ding, 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 ding. ding. The talk box is just squawking out one repeating note mm. so while they're playing different notes the talk box is sticking on one which is an interesting effect yeah i guess this is one of the problems i've got with this song is that there's a lot going on yeah and it's all good yeah i suppose it is all good but there's a lot going on especially when you then mag- you know layer on the vocals and everything else like that it's just it's quite hectic mm. okay i'd i find it very laid back yeah, no, it is. The, the groove is laid back, but the overall, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Agree. I'm a simple man. Yeah, a simple man of simple pleasures. And this sounds like it's not one of those pleasures. Uh, but I would call this a, a PP, a partial pleasure. Yeah, a partial pleasure, sure. At 209 into 210, there's a Mellorship Slinky call forward, I think. It's after the... Um, down, 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 down. Back into it, and that reminds me of that. You know, after the guitar, so yeah, yeah. And again, you can hear, uh, hey, look, let me just say he's called John Fashante. <laughs> it's bound to be. You can hear oh, John yeah. listening to this album, yeah. and these, these licks, these guitar moves, worming, worming their way into his brain, yes, which would later on uh, come back out and manifest themselves physically. physically on a and a fretless stratocaster, yes. Shouldn't really talk about that until Bloodchaser, should we? No, we w- we won't go any further. Great stuff. Love Funky Crime. Anything else for you to say about it? Listen, I'm I'm just sorry that I I don't like it as much as you, but uh, okay. you know that's music, that's life. Apology accepted. We move on. <laughs> Coming out there of Me and My Friends. Samuel, I think you've got opinions on this one. Uh, Well, you know, we're just not in line tonight, are we? I like Me and My Friends a lot. I like Me and My Friends. A lot? No. No, I I like it a lot. This was the song that brought me to this album in the first place. Sure. Of course, because this was and remains to this day a live staple. Yeah, yes, indeed. It certainly does. And, you know, hearing this... Live, live for the first time, and thinking, wow, what a track. Where's it from? You know, where's it, how can I find this? And then I've found this album. And I just think it's just a powerful song. It's just from, from start to finish, it's a tour de force. And The Swan is again brilliant throughout this. The energy from him is just incredible. You know, the love for his bandmates is so evident. I th- yeah well certainly is and his love of for Bob Forrest in the first verse yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. first verse is about Bobby Forrest L- Hillel he talks he again references Hillel in this song. Mm-hmm. i want to come I want to come to that section and i think I think that it, they are so tight aren't they They are a group of people who were so close and the love that they had for each other it can't be a, it can't be under or in fact overstated no it't well it can't, it can't be Understated, but it can't be overestimated. That's right. Hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we got that's it. it. I think this is a good song. I think it's a good. I prefer it live. Yeah, fair play. Oh, ne- listen. I think this. It's... This is me and my friends in 1987. Yeah, me and my friends now. You know, it's the same song, but it's almost incomparable. They, they, they fucking rock the shit out of this song now. Uh, it's just slightly. The, the, a couple of points for me on this version of it, which is the d- definitive album version of it. No, it's definitely the album. The bass is too quiet at the beginning, and it feels to me a little underpowered, given the sound... For example, we're going to get to Behind the Sun. Yeah. The throaty, growly nature of the bass at the start of Behind the Sun. Mm. And what I find here to be a slightly anemic sound to yeah. the, the bass at the start of Me and My Friends is quite pronounced... Yeah. And it's it's the lead bass part, and then when everything else comes in, it's so loud, and the bass at the start is by comparison qu- just so the bass, just quite quiet. Yeah, yeah. Now, but, that, maybe that was a choice, and if it was, then that's fine. But I still love that bass sound at the beginning. Yeah, so when that comes bass in, sound. I just think it. Ding, 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 ding mate. Ding, that ding. is just that's just as close to modern flea as I think you're going to find. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit more leady. There's 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 other bits around here where. You're going to get a little bit of more leady flea here, yeah. But this, this is is certainly very much a slap and pop era. This is this. I love that, and I I love the sound. I love that sound at the beginning on the bass, and then when everything else comes in, I find it to be a little bit, a little bit tinny. Talk to me about what JJ's got to say because he talks about the differences between live and um, live and the album version, doesn't he? He says it sounds a bit like around the world when all the band comes in which I hadn't picked up on. I wonder whether Same, you... a Similar have. kind of pattern. I, I, I it's similar, had. yeah, that's what he talks about in terms of the drum pattern. Interesting that uh, Jack is following the guitar rhythm with the snare hits. He's, we're back to that 80s sounding snare compression, which he's not a fan of. I do think this, this is mainly a problem that possibly drummers are going to have. It's not something I'd necessarily pick up on with my naked ear. Well, and normally your ears are naked. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the it's one of your few body parts you refuse to cover on a consistent basis. Well I do quite often wear unless it's with a decent quality pair of headphones. Well, yeah, or earmuffs. Uh, to me he he says it over it, it sticks out and overpowers the sun. And I it, he does point out that that's possibly because he is a drummer, which I think it is. I, I mean, I can, uh, once I actually hone in on it, I can kind of understand what he's saying, but it doesn't necessarily affect me when I'm listening to the song. I do have to say that. It wasn't, and there are certainly huge differences in the drum sound across this album, and I think oh, we'll, yeah. do, we'll get to that later. That's for sure. On JoJo's notes. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But I didn't notice it. The only one that really stands out for me is I think the drums on backwards. In comparison to say the drums on Behind the Sun, because yeah. there's, there's there's a big difference there. See what we're getting here, and, and and what Jack points out is the first floor tom beat from from Jack here. Oh god, it's another bloody Jack. Yeah, uh, the way you were looking at me, I was <laughs> thinking, what the fuck? Um, and that's true, and I think that that's what gives this song its body and and it differentiates it from so so many of the other songs on this album. Hmm. I think this is and why it's lasted so well. This is. Such a well-rounded song in in the main. I, it's lasted this long, and there's a reason for yeah, it. I mean, there's a reason. Come it. on, it's a great song. Okay, well, look, well, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm, I'm to be swayed. I think it's a good song. That was lovely, Jack on Jack action, by the way. Yes, it was. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, me and my friends from amace one of the absolute all-time classic Chili songs. Yeah, so come he's, on, A is on board. Shout out to his friends Bob Forrest, Hillel Slovak, and Jack Irons. I bloody love this song. Super heavy, super funky. Great bass intro and a live staple to this day. Such a such a heavy yet funky song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Go. Go for it. Go. Go for it. Which name me another song from this era? Okay. So and by that I mean the first three albums that okay. you like more than this. Funky Crime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quite apart- like a Brave. <laughs> okay. Behind the scenes. I see what you're doing here. You're just going to name uh, the other five songs. <laughs> <band>. <laughs> no, not, because I, I like Skinny Sweaty Man less than this song. Yeah. Um, and I like Backwards less than this song. Yeah, I like Backwards less than this song. But I like Backwards more than Funky Crime. But, you know, it's, uh, it's an opinion-based podcast. Hey, this is... Uh... So, me and my friends. This is what Peter Frampton referred to as the, uh, you know, the great musical division bell. Mm. The talk box <laughs> of the podcast world. Yeah. Verse 2 about Hillel. The swan comes in with something quite interesting. <laughs> what does what what Peter Frampton refer to it to us? The great <laughs> musical Division Bell. Is that true? No. Or did just make that up? It, who did the Division Bell? Uh, well, you, I th- think you will probably think of tubular bells. I oh, know, the Division Bell is something. Anyway, let's not... Okay, no, let's go. It, like it, it, it just yeah. came out. It just came out. Okay. The great... Uh, what was that? <laughs> <The> great musical, <laughs> musical division bell. <laughs> okay, so the swan in verse two, he's 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 rapping, freestyle rapping. He will allege about mm. Hillel. He says, and I quote: "At this point in this friendly verse, I've got to sing a little something that I haven't rehearsed. It's about my man, and his name is Hillel. Mm. Can is he claiming here that this is off the cuff and that he, it's not rehearsed? Because I." You can only claim that once. And yeah. that was the only time he could claim it. Well, he it doesn't, it doesn't come up with a rhyme. Does he claim he's going to come up with a rhyme? No, but he doesn't. So maybe the first time he did it, it was off the cuff. Because um, otherwise, if you're going to write it properly, he'd come up with a rhyme. Singing something that you haven't rehearsed is hard, as we know. Freestyle rap. Mate, You if know, you know we're like in the good. freestyle rap game. And uh, you know, it's not people. easy. I've seen, I've seen a lot of good rappers... Who, who, you know, in the studio, are fantastic. Flowing. Flowing. Uh, and they, they crumble mm. in the freestyle in, arena. I'm not a crumble. I'm not a bumble. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I will, very humble. <laughs> exactly. And I will rumble, rumble. Mm. Oh, rumble, young man, rumble. Mm, exactly. that's, a, that's my tribute to Muhammad Ali. Yeah. A.k.a. Cassius Clay. Sure. A.k.a. Um, right. I, I'm not sure where that was from, so we won't get into that whole lot. But... Its nest no but uh, it's it's difficult when you when you enter the world of freestyle rap as a novice to you know take on the established the stars the stars if you will eminem mm. i don't know, we'll give a shout out to to our, our man jack fox here oh jack fox yeah he's i, I hold jack fox in high high esteem in, in, high, higher esteem than than eminem aka Marshall Mathers. Mathers. I always thought he was named after The Sweet. <laughs> <suite. laughs> no, it's, it's uh, spelt differently. Yeah. No, I found that out shortly after. Later I, on, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Shortly after he bought his first album. Or no, he oh, bought actually, his first album was shit up. It was. That, I mean, that first single, My Name Is, was a, a game changer. I, yeah, I'd never really paid much attention to the world of rap, rap slash freestyle rap. Yeah. Until <laughs> Eminem's first album came out. That's I believe great. it was called The Marshall Mathers MP. No, he wasn't an yeah. MP. <laughs> he was an LP. an LP. He was a long player rather than a yeah. Member of Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be a good representative for the people. I'd vote for him. Would you? Marjorie Mathers MP. Well, we all know what his name is. <laughs> it's ch- ch- Slim Cheney. <laughs> yeah. So, for those who don't live in the UK, an MP is a Member of Parliament. Yeah. And, and, uh, and- we do talk about MPs quite a lot. Hence my rather comical slip. Quick question. Do we talk about MPs quite lot? <laughs> well, more regularly than LPs. No, I'll, I'll wager over the past six months we've had more conversations about LPs than we have MPs. Oh, well, that doesn't really make sense. You try taking to an MP to Blackstar Records in uh, Lindhurst. See if I can. I'd love to. <laughs> Who is our MP? It's not, it's not Julian. It's not Julian Lewis anymore. No who he, knows anyway he, he gone buddy He, he well, he's he gone. still alive what's that from <laughs> yeah. what's that from he gone I mace mean, is yeah. bound yeah. to know yeah. mace. if you <laughs> do game. know who our MP is please let us know uh, but yes Mar- the Marshall Mathers LP was a good album me and my friends by the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> um, yeah, have you done the drum notes mm. great I've, t- I've done it, um, Amos's bet. good uh, we've talked about Freestyle Rap. No, oh, it's not getting the same coverage. Look at that. Is that it? Half a page? No, brother. Here oh. we go. What do you think about the overdubbing of the slide guitar bits? You know, diddly, diddly, I'm glad, diddly, I'm, yes, diddly. I'm glad you brought that I up. Think it's, you tell me what you think about the it overdubbing. It sticks out. It yeah, sticks out. it does. I think it's bad overdubbing. But, come on. This was the 80s, man. Doesn't matter. No. That doesn't matter. No. This is... The, the idea when you're doing an overdub... Yes. Is And this is a, probably a, a studio recording point. An overdub, for those who don't know, is when it's something, re- it's something that is recorded after the fact of the basic tracks. So you are literally overdubbing, overdubbing it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, no, it, it, interestingly, I, I do know what an overdub is. Hmm. But I didn't necessarily know what an overdub was before I started doing this podcast. That is interesting. Sorry, I was... I that had is interesting, isn't it? I was trying, trying to pick up a sketch. Quite often, I'll just say, yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, yeah. oh yeah. So did course. I teach you what an overdub is? No, no, you didn't, no. So who else, did that? Someone, so someone else. Someone else. Now it might have been you. I don't want to give you too much credit. But I, I do find them obtrusive, these overdubs. Well, they can be when they're not executed as they should be. Well, they're not executed as they should be on me and my friends. No, they're not. But in some ways, I think that adds to the overall feel of the track. It takes me out of it. Any time an overdub is done badly, it takes me out of the track, and this is oh, I don't think it. this is this is not good overdubbing. It's not good overdubbing, but I don't mind it. I find the song ploddy. Oh. I think the main riff I find ploddy as it goes on. Yeah, yeah. It goes on a bit for me, and I just don't think it's a the best song out of these first three. In fact, i will put this ranking the first three songs on this album this is number three mm. for me if this is indeed the third so song, it's I in the middle it's it not bad is it but it's not in the middle we've done three songs and this is number three out of them oh so you're not ranking it three out of six no I'm ranking it three out of three this is oh, number shit three. that's very much at the bottom yeah couldn't be any nearer the bottom the star here is Jack Irons though he, he's yeah he lays it out great work he lays what, it out what does uh, JJ say about um, the difference that Chad does when it's live <laughs> It's almost as if you've read these drum notes. Yeah, it is. Well, I have. I, I'm the man who receives emails. Then I forward them on to you. That's true. He says when Chad plays this live for the first time around the midsection, when Chad plays it live, he drops the snare out for the first time round the middle section to add some dynamics and build it up into the third <laughs> <laughs> Why have you printed the email? It's so very small. small. <laughs> He so it always sounds it. weird to me when Jack just switches to the hi hat and plays a full beat. That's what he says. There you go. I mean, That's well done. Basically, what he can says. I just see that bit of paper you're reading his notes off? Why is it so small? It's Very small. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JJ. It's in, it's uh, the printer in font size one. The printer, no, the printer at work switched to this leaflet style printing. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, saving your own ink. Oh, I haven't got a printer. Uh, <laughs> do some golden content quickly. Okay. During the 1980s, when the Red Hot Chili Peppers were starting to establish themselves as something of a staple in the... Uh, the uh, well, How, how f- would we say? That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> the solo moves across the ears, doesn't it? Sound, yeah, oh, yeah. You sound, you, sound, you, sound like that. you sound like you're on just, just a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Repetition. Yeah. He said the <laughs> 1980s again. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I was tricked up by my addiction. No, the solo does move across the ear, yeah, And that I love. You're going to say you don't like I it. I don't like it. Oh, uh, because you a... <laughs> Just play the guitar solo. Just... Why? Uh, it's nice, Ben. It's not nice. <laughs> 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 oh, and, but also there is another section that's reminiscent of mellowship. So it's a pre-reminis. Oh, yeah, a preminis. The bit that's very good, a preminis. Okay. Thank it's easy. you. It's easy. Do easier. you know which part I mean? No. The bit that goes ding, 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 ding. ding oh ding, yes, ding, 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 yes. Well, like right, yes, but a... it's much quieter. Yeah, but it's reminiscent, and again, like yeah, I think similar another... styling. Yeah, it's a freaky styling. Yeah, you could say that. Mm. I have. Uh, I think it's another thing that's just wormed its way into John's uh, head, and yeah, it's just, yeah, just another yeah. And then the he just lets influence. it back out sideways. He, yeah, definitely sideways, because it, 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 it's it, although it is similar, it's. Similar, but oh, different. vastly different as well because he delivers it in a more aggressive way as part of a different know, song a di- well a different song obviously but yeah and what a what a song Shift is and what a bit of no a, we mustn't no no no, no. save no, it he gave me the look then no. I quote Star Wars Minute and wave my finger at you save it S-F-U what does that mean? shut fuck up oh On that note, let's move on to Backwards. coming out backwards there yes big tune i love it i'm okay with it i think the first minute's the best bit yeah i I, I definitely agree with you on that i think it it doesn't culminate in it. it doesn't build no it doesn't build as it possibly could have done i i actually if it was up to me the, the first bit with just the guitar is, is okay, but when it, then when it kicks in, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Well, so is there some way they could have done that better? I think possibly there is. No, I like that... I like that intro with the guitar. It sounds to me it's very grunty kind of guitar sound. Yeah, but yeah, okay, I love it. I, I, and when it when they when they all come in, I just think, man, yeah, wow, that really flea, that it. bass line is fucking incredible. That flea, that Jack Irons. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's that's my favorite bit of the song when that yeah, kicks in. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But and I say that, and I am about to immediately
1: contradict that. Yeah
0: when the swan comes in I think those ver- that verse is a great swan melody and he sounds amazing on it yes it is it is and this is the first song where we really hear some actual singing from him as well not much but there's there's some more tuneful stuff yeah there is uh, yeah. and no, no more so than when he's doing that rap in the middle and then he kind of does it kind of breaks into a bit of almost singing as mm. well within that so I think he delivers the verses brilliantly. Um, yeah. I'm less. I, I have to be honest. I'm less keen on that whole rap section. Uh, no, I don't necessarily like the rap section, but I just think it's another example of where he does a bit of a, a bit more of a singy approach. You must. You must have that acknowledged. Can we acknowledge that? Yes. I, I, just, I, just, I. will acknowledge that. I like it then when he shouts Yo Slim. I like all these call outs. Yeah. It really yeah, works yeah. well. Yeah. And this was the era when, with Hillel, he was Hillel was getting constant call outs before. A lot of the guitar solos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds I good. just think... Sounds that, good. Like you say, I think this song starts fantastically and doesn't necessarily deliver on its initial promise. But, hell, you know... Lel. <laughs> yeah. We've all written... we You know, we've all come up with good ideas and not quite seen them through as, as we'd hoped they would turn out. I said to you this sounds like an Insidious song. Yes. Um... Do you know what song I'm talking about? Well, I don't, know. It's repossessed. But I do know, you know, I I, I fully understood what you meant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm having a... He's having a hiccup slash gas. Attack. A major gas attack. But this is, um, Insidious was my college band. And, and what a band they were. Oh, mate, there were some gigs. They shaped, Insidious shaped my early teens, early to mid-teens. Well, you still can... Oh, every now and again, I'll, it's You not, just you do nothing for me, riff out of the blue, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, just just not necessarily, and and you might think that's because I'm with you. The chilli's album. <laughs> 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 well, you said the, uh, you said uh, you do the uh, whatever it was out of the blue. Oh, which was an Insidious which was album, the name, of, the name of the album And then and that I, was I inadvertently dropped in a Chili's album. Trust, for people who don't know about Insidious, which will be literally everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the point is, when I, do, when I start like, humming Insidious songs, it's not because I'm with you, it's because... Because um, i just, by the way. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, it's just because they're ingrained on my consciousness. Yeah, yeah. I, I, do it, like, I do it all the time. And they're great songs, you know, they, they really are fantastic tracks. Well, we had a song called "Repossessed," which was written by our drummer Eddie Chivers. "Repossessed," Eddie wrote it. I remember he brought it into his used to jam in his bedroom. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And his parents were very, very understanding because God bless. I had a stack Marshall that was cranked to the max Cranked up to two. Yeah. But it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even cranked up to two. That, that Marshall, things a uh, fucking loud I've man. I've never, I've never put. Well, I did put the Marshall once up to full power, and... <laughs> I re- remember being at a, a, a lukewarm Chili Peppers rehearsal when Ben accidentally cranked up his Marshall to nine, and it was ridiculous. Well, that wasn't even the, the tube half-stack from the City, City. No, no, so it that wasn't, was, no. That, that, that was the yeah. Marshall combo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Eddie wrote the song Repossessed. It's based in E minor, and it plays... It, it, it goes between E minor and um, F sharp. So yeah. there's two power chords, the low, the low E minor and the F sharp power and that's basically and uh, what uh, backwards is, and repossessed was played once we started jamming it with the wire on, all the way back in the bass position. So it's a fill- wire on. It's a little Philip wire on. <laughs> um, the wire pedal turned oh. on. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, the getaway. <laughs> <laughs> So, the wah was on. what song are we talking about then? Oh, fuck me, it's still the insidious song. Hurry up then. Okay, fine. Well, I played it with the wah on. Yeah. And I think there's a possibility that Hillel was playing with the wah on all the way back to the bass position. I was going to say, I didn't even know you could play the wah on. I learnt it over lockdown. Yeah. So, backwards. Let's get there. Yeah, let's do it. It's all right, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Like the first minute. Oh, hang on, we've already spoken about that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> let's go through some of the references shall we yeah rock and roll references ah, God. let's go to scar tissue let's get the oh, word yeah. let's get the word from the swan
1: <laughs> oh, oh, nice. again. There
0: you go. here's what the swans got to say about it okay backwards was a song about the roots of rock and roll I thought Thank it was. you, Anthony Kiedis. For that. Thank you. So here's the roots rock and roll references. Chuck Berry is in, is in there. Chucky B. Long Tall Sally's reference, which is obviously Little Richard mm. um, reference. I've written here Long Tall Daddies. Mm. Why did I write that? I don't know. Maybe it's meant to say Long Tall Sally. No, nope, don't know. I re- Bo Diddley is referenced. Yes. And it was Little yes. Richard again in the swan's yes, little rap. Yes, in person. Yes, yes. Here's an interest, a couple of interesting references from the swan on his rap. I'll qu- I quote. Sure. Will make your nipples ripple make you want to dip your dipple? Yes. Now, what do you think your dipple might be? Your cork? I think so. Uh, nipple ripple is, is quite common. A rippling nipple. Yeah. Uh, but dipple dipple. Ripple-dipple. Uh, no, dip your dipple. Dip, dipping the dipple is also common, uh, not necessarily in that uh, order. <laughs> if you dip your dipple, the nipples will ripple. Exactly. I think that's what the was trying to get at. He also, said, he also claims that little Richard was uh, born to make them bitches stir. He says that's right. He'll make the sweet substance drip from the middle of your hillbilly lips. Oh, that, I mean, that, I'm just not comfortable with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay well we'll move on move on to the next page <laughs> <laughs> at 20 seconds the swan does a cat impression from red dwarf fantastic do you want to try and do a cat oh, impression a cat from impression. red dwarf yes, yeah. now that is much well you it's, do it first no, no, it's it's, Yeah. oh yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah you want to try one? Yeah. Um, uh, do you like the way I'm sort of- y- yes you are you're letting get your Bosch hedge trimmer <laughs> yeah it's not mine <laughs> whose is it it's my father-in-law. <laughs> Fine, well, you shouldn't be touching that because of. Um... He knows I've got it. Good. Uh, I'll try one. <laughs> wow! Wow! You just blown out the uh, every. That was a is. bit. It was a bit too thingy, wasn't it? It's a bit too trebly. Yeah. Um, That's my first one. Well, fair enough. No, th- th- I think once it hits the point where it gets to spit it out, son. I'm trying to break down. It's only at one minute eight seconds. Yeah, and that's where you lose interest. That's, that's where I start to lose interest mm. because they then go into the second song in a row, a two-note repeating yeah. section. It's quicker, it's dilly 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 dilly. Yeah, yeah. But that's two songs in a row. We basically doing the same thing. So it's odd. Tra- it's odd track mixing. But the thing is, at that point, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Where's it going to go? Well, then it goes into another chorus before the solo, like a yeah. half chorus. Yeah. Which is weird. It doesn't, it doesn't deliver. It doesn't deliver on its initial promise, I will admit that. But I do, I, and I will say this, I am 100% behind the initial promise. So am I. Fine. Well, you know, I think that's absolutely fine. Let's just quickly talk about the chorus and what Flea does in the chorus, which is very good. Um, he, he plays slightly behind the beat and slightly behind Hillel. And so he's almost echoing the chord progression. Have a, <laughs> have a listen to what Flea does in the course of backwards. It's really inventive. It's really, really clever. Yeah. Have we done um Jojo's notes? Yeah, we've done them. Have we done A Yeah. Have we done it have you done A Mace? says Oh no, I haven't. Look after your side, mate, I'm looking after mine. What a riff. Great rap in the middle, Mr. Uplift Mofo, and references to Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley. Couldn't yeah. agree more, apart from what I don't agree with. well, I the- uh, don't think the rap in the I, middle is I great. I actually don't mind the rap in the middle. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good. But you said we couldn't talk about it because of what you said about the sweet substance. No, I just said I didn't want to talk about the sweet substance coming from the lips. Well, well that's... <laughs> <laughs> and so therefore we won't talk about that. But yeah, look, I like it. It's a good song. I think it, like we say, it started so good... And doesn't doesn't end up delivering. But let's both agree we think the first minute's good and then it goes downhill. From there, boom. Skinny Sweaty Man. (laughs) Skinny Sweaty Man. Well, that was Skinny Fetty Man. This is the, the album for the swan to just do little chatty mid-sections. Yeah. Little chatty, chatty raps. Well, he's always been a confident player. Who? Slash performer. Right, yes. The swan. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was confused when you said player. During this particular period, I, you know, he's just going for it 100%. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. I think the, the call-out by The Condenser... Mm. That said, the Swan is a great hype man. Is yeah perfect. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine like seeing them live during this period and seeing the Swan in full. You know, this is where they really gleaned mo- a lot of their support was from performing live, and that is just so understandable because the Swan. Imagine seeing the Swan like this, pumped, full of energy, performing these songs. Oh, I mean, it must quite, have just been unbelievable. The energy live was incredible. Let's talk about the voices on the song, shall we? Yes. Do you think that some of the silly voices detract from the overall vibe? I think... No, I don't. And I know it's a, a song about Hillel, and when he was under le- the influence, he, mm. would, he would move in a certain way, and he was skinny, and he was sweaty, and I've no doubt he would wear a green suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. That's what I've learned from this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, there's a lot of funny voices. Yeah, On this is. song. Yeah. Um, guess how many there are? I've listened. Six. There's more. Seven. No. Nine. No. Eight. No. Ten. Yes. Yes. I've first listened. time. Yeah, first time, straight in. Um, there's an Elm of Fud. There's, I think it's all swan, and some of it's processed, because some of it sounds like yeah, flea. Yeah, uh, flea's, the first one flea's quite like voicey, flea-ish. though, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think the, fir- the one that really sounds like flea or could be Flea, yeah. is a very good friend of Granny Goose, the mm. first one. Yeah. Who's Granny Goose? Exactly. I did type into the internet Granny Goose. Oh, God, I dare to think what you got. But Nothing. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it was fine. That's fine. Search history, clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you got. I think you've got about ten different. When he says he's a full-blooded Looney Tune, he says that in a normal FUD voice, which yeah. I thought was quite nice. Yes, yeah. Um, despite the fact he's no brute Is quite a good voice Coming soon to a theatre near you He does in kind of an announcer's voice Yeah Which has always been a strong point For, for this one Let's see what Mace um, has got to say About Skinny Sweat Yeah i will be interested to see what Amaze Mr made. Jack Irons on drums ladies and gentlemen Yeah he, where he loves that intro And we will talk about uh, What JJ's got to say about that What a killer drum intro I used to play this all the time on my kit And we will also say that A Um Sent in what the actual, you know, I called it scaffolding when we talked about psychedelic oh, sex yes. funk. Yes. That, um, that Chad was using. He filled us right in. Um, yeah. Which, of course, we appreciated. So much fun. Fast two. Awesome, crazy, funny song about Hillel. If you catch him in your suit, please don't shoot. Strike a magic groove. Make him jerk, move, jerk and move like an eight-legged freak in snakeskin boots. So good. I mean, mm. you can't deny that the swan is at full bore here. No, I, I good, can't. You I, can't. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> deny that. Tell me what JJ's got to so say about uh, JJ says quite simply that the intro is... Uh, well, the strong kick drum work continues. The intro actually isn't technically as difficult as it sounds. Now, I actually at home played it uh, on a, a pot and a pan and yeah. used the floor for the kick drum. And I... I, I well, if you can it. do it, anyone can do it. I'm a pretty good drummer. Yeah, I know. Um, so... <laughs> But no, he says, it, it, basically that, and of course, like everyone, he would love to have been there when the swan was laying down these vocals. Mm. Jesus Christ, wouldn't we all? What was happening with the swan? Come on, let's, let's take ourselves back to 1987. Do it while I have a mouthful of that. And sit there in that booth, or booth, depending on where you're from, and watch the swan just delivering this fucking batshit crazy track. Mm. I'd love to impossible so uh you know got to focus on more achievable goals i suppose well the future yes or, or the present well no the present's gone though eh? oh shit that's why i keep missing it yeah you're never fully focused oh, on the I present know. it's just uh, in, impossible it is impossible it's to capitalize on the yeah, exactly shall we move on to behind the sun behind well that's how they say it yeah well they do when they sing singing but you don't say behind do you I when, uh, look be- oh yeah. look, look, behind, look behind you yeah that's what you I said look behind you I do no, no, but when you're talking naturally you don't say behind behind the sun <laughs> Out we come of Behind the Sun. Behind the Sun. <laughs> I really enjoy that song. What the fuck? I really like it. It's, we're talking about a couple of things here. It's too long. You're fucking right. It's got a weird structure. It's, I don't know if there's any need for the, that, that spoken word section. What, the comical, like, the... the yeah, I the sun goes up and the yeah, sun goes Yeah, that, that doesn't work for me. It never was released in the end until. I'll go and shit! Oh, come on, <laughs> mate! Hey. No, yes, no, it's comical. I don't think it's comical. I think the only comical bit is the spoken word section.
1: Yeah, I think the rest of the me- song
0: is beauty Is actually, I've got a lot of time for the rest of the song. No, yeah, have you? How much time? How much? <laughs> Well, about five minutes. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, look, as Red Hot Chili Peppers songs go, it's very low on my list 50. of songs that I like. <laughs> it's in the minuses. It's you can't minus it out. No, I'm not minusing it out, but I'm just saying. I, don't, I, just, I just don't think it's very good. I love the swan's delivery on the verses. I love the swan's delivery on the choruses. I think the, the dropping bass line that punctuates the song that starts and punches yeah, the song, fine, is great. Yeah, 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 no problem. I think that. the lead guitar line from Hillel at the beginning is great. And this is a this is an indication of the direction that the Chilis would start to take moving yes, it forward. Is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, f- and for that, simply for that point and that point alone, I don't think that this... It's valuable, yeah. I- yeah. It's a valuable piece. Yeah, no, I suppose it is. It is. Um, I... It sounds like it was recorded... In a completely different, honestly, era. Or it sounds like nothing else on the album. The production. The thing is, as well, with this song, is that I bought the What Hits VHS. Yeah. Yeah, And on what the What Hits VHS was behind the sun. Yeah. With with intercut with footage of Chad on the drums and John on the guitar. This is before I knew anything about the Chili's. Well, it's a high ground video. Yeah, it is. My whole my whole sort of viewpoint on the song was skewed from the start. But not only that, I can I can vividly remember having got into the Chili's in in, in in sort of the mid to late 90s, so 96, 97, and playing the What Hits, you know, just buying Psychedelic, buying I remember, What I hits, remember you having What Hits in your bedroom. Putting it on, you know, and trying to convince people who were into Oasis and, you know, the musical act Blur and put, acts of that time that this was, a, was a, a serious and a song worth their time in 97. They laughed me out of town, mate. They, they? laughed me out of town. What town? Hyde. They laughed me out of town, mm. and I think I've been scarred by that, and that, that is conceivable. You've been scarred? Well, against this song. I mean, I just think this song... Oh, I see okay. what you're saying. So, you're, it's conceivable you're saying that some of your reactions to song are based around the things that happened at the time. Yes, uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes, let's let's talk about the fact that it was re released well it was released as a single um in ninety two. Day before my birthday in nineteen ninety two in fact. Mm. Um it it was a mixture of It was a birthday gift, how did you feel? Well I was thrilled but you thought it was comical, I remember you saying Yes. This you said this this Chili's gift is is comical. comical. What year was it? ninety two. So yeah, I so, was um yeah. Oh, no, I do, I do remember now, yeah. 15? Yes. Your 15th birthday. It was gifted to you. Chad oh. came, didn't he? came to the house. Wait, he played some children's songs for me. Yes. <laughs> I said, play some chilli songs. He said, no. I will not. All do- I will do is, is deliver you this this ridiculous track. <laughs> Which I didn't even play on. The, the video is a mixture of <laughs> yeah, exactly. animation inspired by the Hillel's art.
1: Yeah, no, nice. no
0: problem at all with the video. Environmental yeah. message? Yeah, dolphins. A talking dolphin, of all things. Yeah. Here's a little well, um, one. You know, here's, a, here's a precursor. What do you call it? I can't remember how you described it. Sure. The swan says, Now while I shower in the rain. Mm. So guess what, what he was in that rain. Naked. Yes, he was. Yeah. So he was naked in the rain pre-blood sugar. Interesting structure, because each verse, it's a six-line verse. mm and what you have is four lines delivered by the swan, then each verse is punctuated punctuated mm. by mm. Flea's descending Ooh. bass line. You don't enjoy that much. Sure. After four lines it's punctuated by the descending bass line, then you have two more lines of yes. the verse, which then leads into the chorus. It's a funny structure. Yes it is. It, it's a funny structure. It's confusing. As far as I'm concerned, it's a It astru- doesn't hook you in. No, it doesn't hook you in, and it almost seems like the song's dragging on when it's only just begun. Hmm. I love... Let's talk about the lovely lead line by Hillel. Okay. Because he there came are at, some There are some, yeah, some good he, he things. He came things out like. that lead line, he was encouraged to play it, and let's also give a shout out to Hillel here, because um, whilst the Swan was doing his vocal parts for this, Hillel... He, he says Hillel was his vocal coach. Hmm. That, again, is a prompt to what came, as The Swan becomes more and more confident yeah. in his own ability to deliver the vocals. You can definitely, you can definitely see within this track what the sw- where The Swan was going to go. I think he sounds great on this. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. There, there, are some, there are some good things, but I just think, overall, this is... It just doesn't... from The five songs we've already listened to, and then you get this. This is my second favourite. What, the F? Yeah, I know, but where's it come from? Um... That place below the building yeah. where they recorded that basement. I just, I just find it. I just, it sits. It's awkward. It's, pff, I yeah yeah. Well yeah. described. Yeah. Well described. The drum sound here is big and reverberated. Drum I mean, sound is say, say what JoJo says. I, dis- all, I disagree. The Mother of all. I disagree 80s that it's bollocks. But carry on. Sound. Jesus Christ says Jack. Sorry, Jack. Look, I think Jack's with me on this overall particularly this song i'm with you this drummer this drum kick sounds like it's been recorded in an empty church hall he love says. it love it big old reverb so he doesn't like it he doesn't like it again that's good can't fault but jack is a younger machine. man yes he is instrumentally there's a lot going on so you can't blame jack for keeping it steady and groovy throughout despite it sounding like the drums were recorded inside a concrete amphitheater I think what he meant to say was Amphitheatre. Whatever. But basically what he's saying, I think, is that he's Too not a true, big fan like of this, this particular one. I like the main drum sound. Again, I oh, grew up in the 80s. This... now it's dated. It, it's badly dated. I, I'm not saying it's not dated. Well, it is. Well, I agree with you. Good. <laughs> the bits that are egregious to me is the parts where, like at 50 seconds, where there's a drum roll. Mm. And that's, that's processed more. mm that stands out. That's like a bad, a bad overdub, like on yeah, yeah. me and my friends on. Hello's yeah, so you're, you've set. got no no problem with the uh, with necessarily the sound, but just the the overall production, perhaps. No, I'm fine with the production drums. It's just those more processed parts that I, I don't agree with so much. Okay, I like the way Jack, and of course, we're not talking about Jack Johnson here. No, we're not talking about who's the other Jack. Jack, oh, Jack from Titanic. Yeah, Jack <laughs> uh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, um, but Jack Irons, Jack Dawson <laughs> Jack Irons here. He's he's doing different kick patterns on the later bass yeah. lines down, and they sound great. I think it's great drumming here. I think the, you're doing a reasonable job of say, of someone who's trying to sound like this is a good song. It is a bloody good song. Mm, Big not. bass sound. I mean, come on, mate. That then, in. Uh, That's God. that slide in, sliding down the E string in a syncopated pattern. It's not just where you'd expect him to be hitting the string, and then it goes to that beautiful riff. Hillel is playing down that lovely descending line. Yes. And what he's doing there is he's using open bass strings to drone against the higher string which he's playing. Yes. Which is the reverse of what you normally do. Normally, when you drone on strings, as you'll use the, the top E string. And the B string to drone against. It's a lovely reversal. It's a lovely. It's a lovely down line. I agree with you on these technical points. That there's a lot of technical things in this song that are good. The, my issue lies with the overall sound, and I think you touched on it earlier when you said this song shows where they were going, but unfortunately, they it sounds there, yeah. like where they were. Yeah. Okay. And so what you've got is you've got a, a badly produced '80s record. Disagree. That it's badly produced. No, but okay, it sounds like an eighties record. Yeah. And it sounds like the Chili's are that you know, it sounds like what the Chili's may do in the future in terms of, you know, the swan being more vocal and, 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 and singing more. But it's you know, it it just it, it it's it this more than anything dates this record to the eighties, I think. Well, we said this on this episode that the production qualities of the Chili's records are all over the place. If you said to someone if you play someone behind the sun mm. and then played them, I could have lied. Yeah, that they are the antithesis of each other. Yeah, you're you're never gonna say that's the same band four four years apart. Yeah, you're just that's incredible, Ben. That is incredible to even. <laughs> Thank and, you for and, calling me incredible, Ben. Yeah, and I think. The, that that and that, that comparison speaks more to the fact that behind the sun sounds so eighties than blood sugar sounds some, like some kind of advanced you know nineties record. Not, uh, I don't think blood sugar does sound blood sugar is 90s a record. raw is a yeah. raw recording. I just want to talk specifically about the bass here. Yeah, look, I've got no problem with the bass. I want to go on record with that. But carry on. Hillel's playing some quite nice he's playing ninth chords again here. So we're talking about ninth chords again. He's kicking up to thirteenth ish chords on the verses. Flea there, while Hillel's doing something quite quite rhythmic but quite pretty. Yeah. Flea is is Flea is doing something really quite aggressive. Mm. It's a lovely juxtaposition here between what Hillel is doing, what Flea is doing. He's pounding away on the bass Mm. strings with the sun. And it's quite when you listen to the bass part, listen to it again. Separate out the guitar part from the bass part in your head. Flea's quite aggressive way through this, mm. and then when it, in the verses, then when it hits the chorus, he keeps rooting it, and then when Hillel starts to dive down to that descending line, mm. Flea goes down, and then he's in again on on the rooting it as a way to tie a song together. It's so clever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, can appre- I, I can appreciate the, the musical genius of, of these things, and I don't disagree with you. I just don't like the song. Okay. I, what do not- you think about the sitar? Or the seater? I don't mind it. I would have preferred to hear a solo. Well, you get a little bit of a bass solo in no, the, the choruses. No, a sitar solo. Oh, okay. Well, you don't get that. No, I was. it was... Ah, okay, <laughs> so hang on, did you want to hear a sitar solo? No, not really. <laughs> okay. uh, the uh, sitar's following the melody. Yeah, it's fine, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to be overly positive I don't but. think, <laughs> I, I'm trying I'm trying to coax stuff out of you here, but you really don't like the song much, do you? No, I don't like it. Man. Okay, well let me talk about why I do like it, if I may then. Yeah, sure. At the beginning, I love those repeating notes, when the song starts, across your ears, it's going beep, 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 beep. beep. From left to right. Really like that. It's a tough. Follows the melody line. And what a lovely melody. I think the Swan sounds great here. Yes, he does. Yes, on he what, does. like you said, he supported the Swan to get this right. Yeah. And kudos to that. The Swan sounds great on this one. Yeah, he does. He sounds as good as, uh, as he ever has in terms of his, you know, vocal delivery. I like the backing vocal on when he hit the chorus when the Swan sings Behind the Sun second time round, after the second behind the sun, you get that back in vocals. Yeah, it's quite yeah. nice. We've talked about the spoken word a bit. Do you think that's necessary? Oh, yeah, is that I mean, what you call, is that what you're, you're reneging against? No, I'm not. I mean, I find the whole thing ridiculous. <laughs> so, okay. so when that happens, it, it's. it's yeah, it, okay, okay. Not a fan.
1: There's a different structure to the choruses. It's Chorus. coming back again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brother. There's no spoken word section on the second chorus. Instead, there's a little laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did well, you I think mean, that was comical? <laughs> I think that <laughs> might be them realising what the fuck is going on. Okay. I, I'd, I'd be surprised, and I wouldn't actually be surprised, but I, I might be in the minority here with my opinion of this song. I, uh, I, do, do, you, it's yeah. difficult to know, isn't it, really? but te- Let's do a text. Shall we do a, t- a, a Twitter Poll, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> 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 can't be bothered. Okay, all right. But if you if you're listening to this, and so please tweet into us uh, behind the sun yes or behind the sun no. Can we make it slightly older fashioned? Can we have behind the sun yay yeah or behind the sun no. nay? Fine. And let's see, you know, let's see exactly what's going on here because I'm concerned by your. Chipperness about this song. <laughs> Very chipper. So basically, it's a yay, say so you sound like a person, or a nay, say so you sound, sound like a horse. horse. And I, I, I think, I'm hoping that it's going to be more horsey. I'm sure it will be. I mean, this song is bullshit. I'm getting stronger now because you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're coaxing me. I am. My God. What are you what I, <laughs> I was trying to quite eat his Like I normally do for the past few months. In the safety of my own central heated room... <laughs> Now that I'm sat outside, <coughs> my skittles are frozen. Mm. But well, it's not even that cold. It's freezing. I'm, wear- I'm wearing an additional layer. Where well, you are, you are. I'm anyway still cold. So behind the sun, uh, first off, of, let's let's leave this song behind, if we may. The sun? Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Uplift my party plan, part one. Where, where, what? How are you feeling, Ben? Good. Yeah. Really good. Um, I will say (laughs) that the best songs there were... Loved. "Fight Like a Brave is a great tune. Yes. Yeah, I'm up there. Funky Crime is a great tune. I mean, compared to Skinny, Sweaty Man and Behind the Sun, Funky Crime is shit up. (laughs) So um, Um, I'm 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 less on board with Funky Crime now. (laughs) I'm less keen on backwards, as we discussed repeatedly. Uh, um, Skinny, Sweaty Man is... So so Throw away. What else did we have? That's it. And then, and then behind no, the we've, sun. No, we've missed one out there, surely. Yeah. Oh, me and my friends is what we missed. Oh, out. yeah, me and my friends. And that's, solid. that's fine. Yeah, mate. That's fine. <laughs> Hang on a minute, buddy. <laughs> Hang on, buddy. How can you claim that behind seriously the sun? You're going to talk to me and, and eulogise about behind the sun and then call me and my friends bang average. Me and my friends? I'll tell you what, buddy. This podcast is, is done. Um, I think behind the sun is a better song than me, and my friends. <laughs> I'm out there now. He's doing. He's just doing this on <laughs> purpose. I'm just doing this to wipe people up. I'm not. I honestly think that he's. No, so he doesn't. Have we? We haven't had the A M A input. And we haven't had. We have. Have we? Yes. Hang on. Where's my notes? We've got to do the socials now. Into the socials, brother soul, we go. One, two, motherfucking socials. If you want to contact the uh, podcast, best way is email. It's bentownsendmusic.net. And that's yes. a lie again. That's my website. Oh, so shit. you can find us there. Yeah. Bentownsendmusic.net is where we host it. Bentownsendmusic at hotmail.com is where you can email in. That's right. That's more like it. And if you want to check out the website, then go to bentownsendmusic.net. Yes. I, well, hello and welcome to University Speaking, the Red Hot Tube Peppers podcast my name is Ben Townsend Music from bentownsendmusic.net. <laughs> yes. I'm, so that's proof of proof we needed. Yeah. Who he yeah, is. You're not called Ben Townsend Music. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> ben Townsend is my first name. Yes. And frommusic.net <laughs> is your <just her> surname. <laughs> what's my middle name then? <laughs> ben Townsend. Ben- oh, Ben Townsend <laughs> <laughs> from Ben Townsend <laughs> That's
1: my middle name.
0: Yeah. From. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you've got a very long name. Yeah. You can find me at Stack Townsend on Twitter. Boom. Very Pick right. me up on Twitter. I would I love... Yeah, we like the old tweets. I right? love Twitter correspondence. So if you even just say, Sam, I've just listened to the Uplift Mofo Party Plan Part 1. You're completely wrong about Behind the Sun. Thumbs up. No, thumbs up. And then I'll know that this shit actually means something. I am on Twitter at UniversityRHCP. On Insta again, we go and we go again. Universally speaking, RHCP underscore Pod. We've picked up—is it one and a half million viewers on Insta? It's one. It's actually one point six now. Yeah, I mean that is incredible. Are they viewers or followers? Whatever they are, whatever it means, it's all a lie. (laughs) (laughs) But there's no lie to this. We are universally speaking the red hot chili peppers podcast that was part one of the uplift mofo party plan samuel it was it's been an absolute pleasure back together covid secure of course but back face to face desperately cold we've done very very well i think we have and we will continue our quest to provide this particular product in two weeks' time. To you particular people, Sam will surely like Behind the Sun more at that stage. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you everyone for listening, and here we go into some related song.